0: Okay. Okay. That's it. I I don't need a shot. No shot. Dog bite.
1: No no no. I know I wasn't shot. Do I need a shot?
0: Not shot. Dog bite. <laughs> woof woof. Not bang bang.
2: Hello and welcome to the place to be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam and I'm Eric. On today's episode we welcome Mike Sod. Mike has appeared in a number of films and TV shows including Murder, She Wrote, JAG, Chicago Med, The Chosen, and 24. But Seinfeld fans will always remember him for playing Elaine's doctor in the classic season five episode The Glasses and we're so glad he can join us today. Thank you for being with us Mike. Well thank
0: you very much for inviting me. It'll be a pleasure to be here.
2: Oh well the pleasure is all ours. I mean honestly you played a legendary character, and you did such a great job. You knocked it out of the park in this episode. And real quick before we start, I just got to tell you that a good friend of ours, we uh, met playing trivia. And he, his name of his trivia team for Seinfeld Trivia is always woof, woof, not bang, bang, which yeah. is obviously a reference to your line, which we'll get into later. Uh, but before we get into all that, uh, did you ever audition for any other roles on Seinfeld before you appeared in the glasses? No, no, that
0: was uh, – I auditioned for Larry David later on for another, not Seinfeld, for another program that he was doing, and, uh, but never, that never came to fruition.
1: What was your audition like for Seinfeld?
0: You know, I did not know about the show. I never watched it. I don't watch a lot. I never watched a lot of TV. And I, when I went in, I actually ran into a, an old uh, friend who was a company member uh, back in Chicago. I was a member of this company called the Organic Theater Company. And he was the guy who played, uh, who had the dog that bit uh, Elaine. Uh, and it was, we got to work on the show together, which was, which was fun. It was nice having a friend there. But It was, I have to tell you, it was probably the most fun, the happiest set, I have ever been on i they were just i well they it was what the fifth season, I believe, yeah, and they were they were hitting their stride at that point I mean it was wonderful to sit there and watch them work the really the amazing thing, the wonderful thing that i, I they were all don't get me wrong, they were all incredibly professional. And it's just like they fed off of each other. It was wonderful to watch them, how well they worked together. I'm sure people who've done this with you before, has uh, done these interviews with you before, have told you this a hundred times. And it was so easy and, and just incredibly creative set to be on. The, amazing, the most amazing thing was to watch Michael Richards create his performance. He, at the uh, the first day, Monday, the table read. It was, uh, I mean, he's just basically reading it. And to watch him over the week to the Friday night performance, to continually create and add and construct his character, it was it was a miracle to watch. It truly was. He was he's wonderful. He was wonderful to watch. Just, I mean, it was like Stanislavski for a sitcom. Pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> and it was fun and they had the best one of the best craft services i've ever been on <laughs> and they had every they had everything there and everybody you know it was like i said it was just an easy set to be on they were everybody was very helpful and generous and just uh, the script changed a bunch but i i'm not me i mean they <laughs> they, kept, they kept all that dialogue but they they kept rewriting and reworking um uh, a couple of the scenes and, uh, oh, I'll tell you, at the end with the, where I give her, Elaine, the shot, there was just me, they just took a shot. Uh, it was just a picture of me giving her a shot. Uh, they put it up on the monitor, showed it to the audience, nothing happened. Uh, after after uh, the camera shut down, we, uh, Larry David comes up to me and he says, no, I, that, wasn't, that didn't work, say yes, very much. So then I had to time it to, you know, to make sure that I get the shot in at the end of the line. And it literally, when I said yes very much and then hit her with the uh, uh, needle, the audience exploded. I mean, it shows you what what an amazingly creative mind that guy has. He was he's really was, you know, he just knows how to make it go. Pretty phenomenal. It was uh, uh, that was like I'd never experienced that before. It's like it's just one little one little minor change and it made the whole thing work. So that was pretty. That that was probably uh, my the most memorable moment in the whole uh, experience. Outside of the fact of getting to work with these insanely creative people, you know, the whole crew and the writers, everybody was uh it was pretty wonderful, it really was it, like I said it was the happiest and very joyous and easy set to be on really nobody was there was nobody was pissed off at any point uh it was it was it was fun it was just a lot of fun you know it's what you wish to work for you know it's what you wish to be working on when you're a, when you're an actor where where everything is not that everything does run smoothly all the time or that there aren't changes but the, the fact that everybody was really pulling in the same direction and they just wanted it to work. So, so well, and it was just so easy for them to do it because like I said, they were in the fifth season and they hit their stride. They were hitting their stride. They were just putting, I had never seen the show and I'll tell you how I got hooked on it. And I did get hooked on it. I but, uh, it. Uh, this was in the same, uh, same season. The, uh, um, the marine biologist. I was over to a friend's house. I was over to a friend's house. We were getting loaded. We were we were just <laughs> And I, I was, I was laughing through the episode, but when George pulled out the ball, the golf ball, and Kramer said Titleist, I, I exploded. I couldn't stop. I was laughing so hard I was almost retching. It was like, <laughs> it was just such. I mean, it was you. And so I got hooked on the show and I watched you know, I went back and started watching everything, because it was, and it, for my money, you know, I don't, you know, it, my taste, for my taste, I was a big all-in-the-family fan, and I, a big all-in-the-family fan, but th- this one was, because it, it really wasn't, It was you know, like they said, a show about nothing, it didn't deal with social issues, didn't deal, but it was just, the characters were, they, they were, I likened it to, like, um a hot fudge Sunday. you know, uh, Jerry was the ice cream and and Elaine was the hot fudge, and George was the nuts and whipped cream and 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 Michael Richards, he was the cherry on the Sunday. you know, it, it was i I basically I did watch it a lot just to see what he did because he was they gave him whatever reality the world that they created he was allowed to go outside it, you know to progress to get outside of it you know to do whatever you know insane thing he needed to do and it was like i said it was just it was a pleasure to be on that just a pleasure
1: so like you said you weren't familiar with the show so when did you first realize you were a part of something special was it at the table read was it during rehearsals watching the cast members perform together
0: it was more during the week when I watched how the show was created that I I literally was like, wow, this is really wonderful. Everybody was feeding off of everyone else. And everybody was, it was constant positive energy everywhere you went on, um, you know, people were, were, would, the writers would be suggesting stuff to Larry and Larry would be saying, su- stuff to the actors and the actors would uh, uh, uh um uh, to jerry or to elaine or or to michael uh, and they would come back and act, uh, and they would say well, well it, that may work can we try this it was such amazing give and take that's what happens when you have you know everybody's creative and sitting on the same page you know we're all trying to do this same we're all going you know we're all going to to Santa Monica, California, together here. You know, we're all having a good time. I was not, you know, I, I don't get that. I shouldn't say this. I don't get that impressed by actors. Few I do, a few I do, but but uh, for the most part, it was just to me. It was just another uh, another show to work on. Um, but I really, I just. Uh, I was truly enamored of the way that I had never been on, a, on a, a set where everything just worked so perfectly between the actors and the producers and the writers and the director. there was such a symbiotic relationship between all of them.
1: And you mentioned how you enjoyed watching Michael Richards create his performance that week. So do you have any specific examples of that? he
0: just heightened and explored, uh, and it's like, you know, you're jacked up on baby roofs and whatever that is when he's talking <laughs> to the, uh, I, 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 mean, that didn't come into like Thursday, you know, when he went like just crazy at that moment right, when he's yelling at him. Uh, it was just fun to watch and see how he, his character evolved because it was just basically a little table reader very in the very beginning. He's just saying his lines and going through it, and then by like I said by Friday, it was it was a, it was just out of the box, you know, hit it out of the park. I, it, like I said, Stanislavski for um, sitcoms. It was really it was really brilliant, truly. Really brilliant. They all were. I, I shouldn't j- single them out, but I, I love that kind of character. It's like Harpo Marx. You know, I love that character of the Marx Brothers. You know, just not, not that Groucho and Chico weren't funny or wonderful, but I, I, you know, I was drawn to Harpo, so I was drawn to Michael Richards.
1: Did you watch him rehearsing any of that physical stuff with the air conditioner when he's trying to save it from yes, yes, falling out yes,
0: the yes, window? Yes, 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 Commando, what was it, the Commando 20,000 or whatever. It
2: was. The Commando 8.
0: <laughs> yeah, Commando 8, oh, right, right. The, okay, yeah, he's just, he, that, a lot of that he comes, he really comes up, well, they all, I shouldn't say this, but they all come to life when the audience is there. I mean, it's not that they're, at, it's not that they're not working hard, not that they're not trying to make it work, but they just, they, when, and any actor will tell you this, when the audience is, you're getting reactions, I mean, it it just allows you to go even further. And you know, it's, it's all of his jerky movements as he's running, to, the, and it's going out the window. I mean, that wasn't there at any time, but, it happened. It happened that night. It happened the night of the, uh, shoot, of the shoot. So, and it, you know, you can hear the audience laughing in the background. He's just—he is all of them. All of them. There. I—I don't mean to discount any one of them because they're like the the uh, fingers on a hand, even though you need another finger. <laughs> you, need another, <laughs> you need one more finger. They—they they work so seamlessly together. It was. It was, like I said, a joy to watch and a joy to be in.
1: And getting back to your performance, um, your accent that you have in this episode, was that something that you came with to the audition or was that in the character's description?
0: Uh, it, it, he wanted uh, an East Indian. Oh, East Indian what he wanted, even though that is now no longer uh, socially acceptable to, uh, you know, since Apu uh, which i think is crazy i mean people gotta you know get over yourselves it's, everybody is makes fun of everybody else it's it's you have to laugh at yourself
2: and also the joke wasn't was never about the fact that you were speaking in an accent the lines were fun you know oh it, yeah yeah it the accent be, was very natural you know it just was like but it was just funny like the way you know the way you said the lines
0: I, my voice i will say this the way I first delivered the lines, my voice went, in the first scene, my voice went up like an octave, you know, that uh, it went, okay, I went right up there, I don't know why, it just happened to happen, and it seemed, it seemed to work, they seemed to like it, and then it came back down for the final shot, but it was, it just happened, so you go with it, You can't change it, you gotta, you gotta go with it, <laughs> it was fun, and they liked it, I mean, Larry Larry David was, uh, he was, uh, he was pleased with the work, but how can you not be, I mean, I like I said they were in their stride at that point they were they were i mean nothing nothing anything almost anything they did was going to work because they they knew how they were like a great improvisation group they knew how to play off each other they just knew you know they they knew what each other's strengths were they knew what each other's worst uh weaknesses were and they always played to the strengths Which is you, and when you work with a group of people for a prolonged period of time, you begin to understand that. That's why, you know, it was great. You watch Colin Mockery and uh, um,
2: Ryan Stiles.
0: Ryan Stiles. I I got to work with them at one point. And they were just, they're like mesmerizing on stage. Oh, yeah. You know, know, they're just crazy good. You know, just love them. Yeah. Oh, they're brilliant. They were just. And it, you'd sit there and you go, how do they do that? How do they do that? Where is that coming from? And this is, it's after years of working, plus they have great imaginations, you know, uh, back, you know and as does Larry David, to bring it back around to Seinfeld, you know, <laughs> I mean, to tell you, you know, to put it back to, you know, him telling me to put that line in at the end scene, you know, he just knew this is going to make it work. Uh, Phenomenal, phenomenal
2: times. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of lines that you had in the episode, um, you had two very memorable scenes in this episode. And in the first scene, you have a couple of great lines with Elaine where you're like, not shot, dog bite, you know. (laughs) And you're so insistent too, not shot, dog bite, you know. Woof, (laughs) woof, not bang, bang.
0: (laughs) uh, Yes, it would. Would you like me to repeat them again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we just want to ask. What do you remember about filming that scene?
0: Uh, I I remember them. I remember the The studio audience. I, I'm sure you. Have, well, you've been to TV sitcom performances. Have you been? Uh, they they have. The sets are lined up across the studio. There'll be the the interior. Uh, the, his apartment. There'll be uh, the, the doctor's office will be next to that. The, the, um, uh, the eyeglass place, the uh, optometrist uh, will, uh, will be at another. And it goes all, so it goes along the audience. And so the audience goes up about maybe, oh, I don't know, seven or eight rows. But it goes, it's a long way across the whole studio. So it's, it's sometimes it's hard to time the laugh because it's not just directly in front of you it's on either side it's all the way on either side or so you're so that it was it was a little hard at times to figure out when i can come in because they're laughing all the time on this thing and i was trying you know you have to wait for the, the laugh to go down and then you come in with your line so it was, it was i thought i may have cut off um uh, the laugh at one point after Elaine, no, no, I wasn't shot. Do I need a shot? You know, <laughs> I thought I was, I, I thought I cut kind her. Of, I'm trying to listen for where the where the a laugh is dying down and then come in. So it seemed that it's, it seemed like it worked. I, I, you know, at least they were, they were very pleased with it. So it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little weird when you're doing that on, uh, uh have you, you've been to TV shoots, have you not, or not? I have. Yeah. So, there you know how that's set up, it goes all the way, it goes like uh, like 150 feet across, and there's people in front of each one of the sets. So, it's, yeah. just, it's just a different, it's, I, I, you know, being a theater guy, I'm sort of used to having the entire audience in front of you at all times, as opposed to, you know, 30 feet down that way.
1: And I love that you kind of tilt your head and make a face at well, Julia as you yes, leave exactly. the room. <laughs> like, did you come up with that?
0: Yes, yeah, that was it. That was it. This yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, that was like a spur. Of that it's one of those things. It's like yeah, it's like Michael Richards with the the cord going out the way, you know, in the care, you know, the, all the jerks and the things and the movements that, that he follows it out. It's just when the audience is behind you, you just you know whatever it is in your head, it just takes over. You know, and it's like and you're looking at it, she goes, she's looking at me like I, like I'm crazy, and I'm so I'm gonna look at. It like, like you're crazy what are you what is this problem with you this you're the you're the problem here not me i'm a doctor <laughs>
2: damn it <laughs> uh um and did you Jerry or Julia make any suggestions to each other or come up with any ideas during rehearsals mm-hmm. that made it into the episode
0: i d- i didn't i'm sure they did i was uh, I, I only have those two little scenes, so I, I was uh, I was there for a little while while I watched them work. But for the most part, I, I didn't really listen to what was going on during the scene. And what would and I'm sure people told you that when they would after the first uh, table read, they would come back and there would be rewrites. And then they would work it out work on it the second day. And then they would come back the third Wednesday. There would be several more rewrites. And so on and so on. And then there's during the performance, there are you know there you know go like I like I told you about uh, uh, say yes very much you know is this going to hurt yes very much you know that came that that night of the performance because there was no laugh when I hit her with the needle well, or when the doctor I should say when the doctor hit her with the needle. <laughs> uh, so so th- this like I said this this just shows you I got to say it like I said this just shows you how seamless the give and take was in working with that show with, from, from everybody, you know, and and everybody trusted everybody on the set because they knew they, they just knew you just know when it's going, you just know
2: and they knew. And what about off camera? Did you get to interact with Jerry or Julia at all?
0: Uh, Not much. No, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I, when you're working on a TV show, it's especially a comedy. You, I I want them to be, uh, I'm not the most gregarious person in the world. And, but it's also, this is their place. This is their stage they need to work to get it as perfect as they think they can get it in their mind. I mean, you know, there was, hi, how are you? Hello, how's things going? Yeah. Yeah. The the chicken was great today, you know, and you go on they, and uh, craft services is wonderful, but for the most part, I, there wasn't a lot of interaction between uh, and, uh, until we got on stage, you know, they, they were very cordial. They were, they were re- I mean, every, like I said, everybody was really happy to be there. Everybody was really happy to be there. You're in a hit comedy, you're, I, you know, I mean, I when I walked out on the streets after I did the show, I was living in Santa Monica at the time. I, it was, I mean, I, you know, people would point, woof, woof, not shot, dog bite. You know, I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, it so that after a couple of weeks it went away, but it was nice. It was nice for a little while. It was.
2: Oh, um, amazing. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it, it was the well the show. My friends would talk to me about um, "The Master of Your Domain." You know, they that was like one of the. I guess that's one of the uh, the first uh, season, and I I had no idea, you know, what was going. You know, I just because I never watched it. When I was reviewing the show, you know, when I was uh, going through all the episodes that I hadn't seen, when when Michael Richards came in and put his hundred dollar bill down on the table, and uh, I slammed it on the table after his, you know, he had laughed and come back after looking at the girl through the window with that binoculars on, it was another one of those exploding moments where I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. It's just you know, they, they're, they're all, they're all. Wonderful to watch, you know George with the in the Frogger episode. But I'll tell you this: the, um, uh, the, the still my favorite episode is the Marine Biologist. It's the, it's still my favorite episode out of all of them. Uh, just because uh, the the way uh, they get the golf ball in in the final scene just knocked me out. Just <laughs> knocked me out. Uh, never, I literally exploded when I saw that. When he pulled it out, and the way he says it, Titleist, you know, I can't do him. I, you know, just, it's just—it's like, could this be my ball, Titleist? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a laugh on a laugh. On, on, you know. oh. And that's how good they were. That's how good that show was. It, it, it for my—I mean, I haven't uh, for my money. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, the, you know, top two, top three sitcoms ever, ever. Because it's not relying. It's like 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 I said, All in the Family, that's reliant on a time and a place. This, you know, it's a show about nothing. It's not reliant on any time or any place. The, the People who you probably wouldn't want to be friends with, after <laughs> while, you know, after a while. It's fun to watch them on TV. Uh, they're just it. It, it, like, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure,
2: truly. Uh, we never get sick of hearing that. No, uh, oh
0: no. I mean, yeah. anybody, anybody who worked on there, I'm sure no one. I, I had a chance to work with Arnie, Arnie Shimmerman. He was a, a, the caddy for yeah. for we did we did actually did a production uh, for which was nominated for a Grammy in the spoken word of the Maltese Falcon. And we were talking, we had talked about what a wonderful, how, what a great experience. I mean, he had a, a ton of episodes, you know, he had a bunch. And I, I just said, you know, it was a, it was just, we just commiserated for a few minutes. And when I, uh, uh, um, that it was such a pleasure to be on that show. I've worked on sh- shows that were several, you know, I had several episodes and they were, it was like pulling teeth. It was, you, it, 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 the, the show was run by fear. <laughs> you know, you, get this done or, or, or if you don't do this right, you're going to die. They're, you know, you'll never work again. You'll never call, you know, just, it, whereas this one, ah, it's just uh, a pleasure, a joy, a joy.
1: And getting back to your scene, are those your actual glasses that you're wearing in that scene? Those were my actual glasses. Could they have been any thicker on the sides? <laughs> I had yeah. just gotten that
0: pair of was, was looking for a new set of glasses. And so oh, those look good. They're they they they're wired underneath. I know they were gigantic. <laughs>
1: they look like the Gloria Vanderbilt collection. <laughs>
0: I thought it was more like the, the cabinet of Doctor Kilgore, you know, the,
1: yeah.
0: the glasses that he used to wear, that were in that movie. It was, yeah, those are my glasses. I, that might, that might have been my character, you know, those glasses. <laughs> that might have been why they hired me. Yeah, I, and it, it was fun. To, it was fun. It was fun, truly.
1: I also noticed that you have a name tag on your jacket, and it's hard to make out what it says, but it's something like T Bover or something. So I was just wondering if there was any significance to that name, or if it was just a random name tag. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, random name tag. They didn't, I didn't even ask. I, they here, put this on, this <laughs> on. Don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't remember. Uh, I don't even remember the name that I, I, maybe I should, I probably should have taken a picture of myself, but it was before I had a cell phone. (laughs) So, you know, I was still had a answering service and and a uh, um, uh, um, um, voicemail machine, what do they call those things? (laughs) Uh, One of those machines that you used to have that you'd have to program, not anymore. The world has become very automatic.
1: And just getting back to when Larry David added that dialogue into your second scene, when you give Elaine the shot, you're saying originally you didn't have any dialogue. You were supposed to just give her the shot and that was it.
0: I, I gave her the shot and there was nothing. He, and I guess he was expecting a huge laugh. So, he, you know, he, call, he called me over and he say, and he said, say yes, very much after she says, is this going to hurt? So, and now now I have to time everything you know putting the alcohol on and then you know and not delaying you know not delaying making sure but it, 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 it worked whatever it was it worked it came out and worked fine because like I said at that moment the audience exploded because because I I guess uh, the the director and I can't remember his name but he directed a bunch of them um he came, and he, the, after they went cut and he goes he said, Did you see the way he jammed it in her? <laughs> I guess I did hit her really hard with it. So her re- her reaction probably was pretty honest. <laughs> it was pretty honest.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that because I know it's obviously fake, but it does look like you're holding a needle in that scene. So how did that work exactly? Did the needle uh, the, push the needle in when you injected this, yeah, it? Yeah, the
0: needle has a spring on it. Yeah. The needle has a spring. So when you, you, uh, um, so when you hit whatever a solid surface like an arm, semi-solid, it would uh, it will retract into it. <laughs> but I did I did hit her pretty hard because I wanted to, all the t- I wanted the timing to be just right to make the line work. You know what I mean? It all that had to be. You know what I mean? Of course you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> you what know, you, you, you
0: watch? Yeah, you watch. Well, I mean, just watching them do whatever their thing is. You know, just it's timing is. It's what, what is that old joke? Um, ask me why I'm the world I'm the world's greatest comedian. Ask me why I'm the world's
2: greatest comedian. Why are you the world's greatest comedian? Timing.
0: <laughs> it's actually you should do it in in front of people because while the person is asking to ask me why are you the world's greatest comedian in the middle of him saying why are you the you say timing <laughs> you know <laughs> so that's. The point of it is, is that you have to. It, it makes comedy work a whole lot better when you have good timing, even even if the lines even even if the lines are not that good, you can make things work really, really well, very well, because you got good timing, and they had good timing, great
2: timing, I should say. Did you film your scenes back to back, or did you shoot them separately?
0: No, they they tried they tried to go in order when i was and if it, there was a scene like if there's a, i forget there's a scene that was uh the kissing the horse she's uh, um these kissing that was already shot so they tried for the audience because the audience has have needs to have a sense of how the show uh, the, the logical sense of the way the show the episode progresses so they would show that and then go into uh, um the next scene I forget whatever the next scene was so they're not there if it was on stage they were going to the uh, to the actors working on stage that's for the continuity making the making the show work that it's essential for the audience because they need to understand how for the laughs to work where they're coming from where each scene how each scene progresses to the next scene to the next scene to the next scene so which is you know so, have in a comedy, you have to do it that way, because if the audience is lost, you'll never get any of the laughs that you're looking for.
1: And there were also some terrific guest stars in this episode. So did you get to spend any time with them?
0: I, I, I know Ron Howard. Uh, oh, no, that's Ron Howard. That's the, uh, 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 Ron Howard's father was the guy. Who they brought out of uh, which I didn't know. I started sucked up to him. You're right. you're <laughs> I found out as I found out afterwards. Uh, hey, you're Ron Howard's father. Uh and Tommy, my friend who with the dog, he was an old actor. Buddy I worked in the company with for five years. Uh actually, another company member, uh, Ian Patrick Williams, was up for Ron Howard's father's part, the same part that Ron. That would have been amazing if the three of us would have been in it. Would have been like the old company getting back together again. Um, oh man! Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that that would have that would have been fun. He didn't get it though. He was up for for the role. It was uh, no, I'd really, I really, I pretty much kept it. I didn't. I don't want to say I kept it myself, but I, I, you know, I didn't want to, you know uh not that I would upset the balance of anything but I, I just let I just let watched and let things run as and when I was called to do what I was supposed to do I came and I tried I, I wanted to hit it out of the park that's how I pretty much do whenever you work on TV because it's not it, it's different than working on stage you know it's totally different completely different you know you it's you you know it's running at you know 50,000 dollars an hour at that point or whatever it costs to make it go so, we're there, so you, you, you deliver, you know, you better deliver, you know, because they don't want to keep going back to do it. They don't want 67 takes. Uh, and I, I do think they did. I don't know. I, I may be making this up. They may have reshot a little piece of one of the scenes after after uh, 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 the audience left. That may have happened, but I, I can't swear to it. Because I remember them saying they wanted to talk to the uh, the cast uh uh to the, the you know uh Michael and Elaine and and George and Jerry. Um after but that's a possibility and I
2: couldn't swear to it. And uh, going back to your character, what did you enjoy the most about playing that character? Getting the laughs,
0: <laughs> getting the laughs. I mean it's wonderful to hear an audience ex- I mean explode. You know I can take a I can breathe now. I'm, I'm doing my job um and it's, it's to be appreciated and that, that's your whatever it is that you're doing out there is they they think it's funny too because i thought it was funny too
1: and just going back did you say you auditioned for larry david for something
0: well something i it was another show and i don't remember what it was it wasn't uh, Curb your enthusiasm. It was something he did. He re- I don't know if it ever got off the ground, or if he ever uh, whatever happened to it. I all I know is is I I, <laughs> I never heard. Of, I didn't hear from him after we uh, after the audition. He did remember my performance, and he like and he said it was he, you know he, he did comment on it. So he said I liked it a lot. it was he liked it a lot for that at that moment and it, whatever it was that worked for him at that moment.
1: Do you remember what character you played at the audition or anything about that part?
0: No, it was another, it was another, but of course, you know what I mean? It was (laughs) one of those guys, you know, it was another one of uh, East Indian Pakistani. Um, But uh, there, it wasn't a doctor. I don't remember much about the audition.
1: And before we move on to our final segment, is there anything we didn't ask you or any other stories you'd like to share with us from your time on Seinfeld?
0: No, I mean, it's it's you know I'm dredging up old memory. I actually thought about it and I was writing stuff down and and I, and, and I realized that I, I I just remember Larry the Larry David giving me the line, um, and that the scene went very well, and that he was pleased with. Oh, and I forgot what it. There we are. Okay. What, Everybody who was on that show wanted their scenes, you know, and you couldn't get them. There wasn't uh, stuff like there is now where you can cut your scenes out of shows uh, through certain protocols. So you would have to go in uh, and with, with uh, a videotape and you would, they would give you a videotape and you'd have to give them a videotape. I forgot to give them a videotape. (laughs) My, My faux pas. Maybe that's why he never hired me again. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I I don't, I can't, nothing except that it really was the the best time I had ever had working on uh, a TV show, really, or movie. More, Lots of fun, lots of fun, which I'm sure everyone who you've ever interviewed said that, (laughs) Uh, truly, because it is, it's, there's nothing like doing a comedy, and it's being well received, nothing in the world like it, as an actor, I should say, as an actor, or the producer, or the writer, or the director, right?
1: All right, so before we let you go, we're just going to move on to our final segment. It's called This, That, and The Other. So basically, we just ask you a question, and the first thing that comes to mind, you let us know. So first question, what is your favorite film? Oh, Casablanca. Uh, favorite band or musician? Oh, Spital Tap. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what role or performance are you proudest of?
0: Waiting for Godot. I played Estragon, in you know, actually a couple of times. Love. It's one of those cherry on the Sunday rolls, you know, just, and it's great words and a brilliant, maybe the best play written in the last hundred years.
1: The actor you worked with who was the most different from the character he or she played?
0: Maybe Michael Richards. Really. He's just a very soft-spoken guy. I mean, he's, he, he's, you know, just, he's not that, you know, that, I mean, he has that energy, but he's, he's he, like, go back to what I had said before, it was amazing to watch where he started and where he ended up in, in the production, in, uh, from the table read to the final performance. It, it, it was uh, pretty phenomenal, wonderful to watch that progression.
1: What about Julia? Because I know she had some great physical oh, bits yeah, in that episode. She's,
0: she's, she's, she's with the alka right? Right, yes. right, right, <laughs> right, right, oh, you brought it, yes, 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 with the alka That was hysterical. That was, that was funny. <laughs> she almost, she almost choked at one point. Because <laughs> yep. they had to put, they put Alka-Seltzer in her mouth and she started foaming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stop! You're right. I I totally spaced on that. I just get hung up on uh, Michael Richards. Yeah, she was. She's she like I said. She's the she's the hot fudge in the Sunday, You know, she's really she. No, she's I'm I'm not. uh, uh, uh They're all amazing. I'm not trying to say anyone is better than anyone else. Michael Richards is that character is my style of character. It's what I like. It's what I'm, what makes me laugh. It's why I think <laughs> it's so brilliant. it makes me laugh. I met her on Monday. It was my lucky bun day. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> you know? uh, oh God. Uh, so, uh, you know, big bottoms It's just, It's, I I appreciate the, the, I'm more, I like the bizarre more than just the, you know, I appreciate it, you know, and I know it's funny, but take me out of, uh, do something I have never seen before. I never, I never think your character would ever do.
2: Uh, Favorite story working on the set of a film or TV show?
0: I keep going back to Seinfeld, you know, this him going, say yes very much, you know, that moment, you know, out of nowhere, bingo and boom, it works like gangbusters.
1: It's amazing that he just comes up with that on the spot and makes uh, it so much funnier.
0: Yeah. Well, he was the real genius. Not that they all, but he was, you know, he was the ringmaster. He, he had the overview, which, which not that everybody wasn't, Daryl Jerry wasn't part of that, but he really had the overview and understanding of what made this these characters in this show work.
2: Really did. Oh, absolutely. Um, most challenging or grueling role you've ever had?
0: Uh, go back to Estragon. Most challenging. I mean, you, you have over over seven hundred cues. You know that's that's a few to remember. I just did the part. Couple of years ago, back in 2019, I did it once before, long time ago. But you know, it's 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 a lot it's a lot of work, especially when you're working. It's a two character show. Uh, Well, it's a four character show, but two characters come in and go out very quickly. So, but there's basically two characters, and it's a lot of fun when the guy you're working against can't remember his lines.
2: (laughs) Oh no,
0: (laughs) that's fun. Or, um, or, sure. t- or it takes you somewhere else and you got to get back to where you were, you know, because this I, the whole the rest of the script is dependent on these scenes, you know. It's just, so, yeah, I would say that. I mean, I never really did a lot of big uh, uh, TV stuff. I mean, it was mostly I, I did some stuff, you know, I, I, you know, little rolls. You know, mostly I had, you know, 40 pounds of dynamite wrapped on me. Most of the time, if you ever look at my, uh, <laughs> I had a 40 pound dynamite vest, you know, attached, you know, there's a lot of terrorists and stuff. That's what it was so fun to play a, a comedic character. You know, it's so much fun.
1: And final thing, favorite moment of your career? Working with the Organic Theater in Chicago in the 70s. Uh, I'm
0: actually in the process of working with three other people we are writing about, uh, do you know who Stuart Gordon is? from uh, Beyond Reanimator, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. He's a director. Okay, well, he had a company in Chicago called the Organic Theater Company. And for five years, I mean, I, we got to play everything. Pirates, people from outer space, Mexicans. Uh, uh, you name it. We play, uh, let me think, of what else? Uh, adapted Huck Finn to the stage. Uh, did David Mamet's. Very first professional production that he ever, that he ever wrote. It was, it was that, those, the five years that I was there with that company was pretty amazing. at a great time. Toured Europe several times. It was just a lot of fun.
1: Well, Mike, Adam mentioned it earlier, but we really loved your performance on Seinfeld. So thanks so much for coming on our show and talking about it with us. We really appreciate it.
0: Eric. Adam, thank you so very. It, this was, thank you for a trip down Amnesia Lane. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was. I was trying to pick up stuff on, uh, from 40 years ago. It was wonderful. Thank you. It was it's so very kind for you to bring me on. I truly, truly, honestly, I truly, truly appreciate it. Honestly. Oh
2: well, thank you. Well, we really appreciate having you on. And like I said earlier, you're just a Seinfeld legend, and that is. <laughs> And you're just such an amazing part of the show we love. And we thank you so much for telling all these great stories. And um, thank you so much once again.
0: Like I said, my pleasure. It was wonderful being here.
1: All right, Mike. Thanks for the laughs. Take care.
2: Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at theplacetobeSeinfeld@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also find our show on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at tptbseinfeld, and Instagram at theplacetobe.podcast. You can find our show on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease.
1: Is this going to hurt? Yes, very much. (laughs)